And so uh, I just wanted to share a, a few words um, on being still. Uh, last week, um, Jennifer and I, um, we took a vacation and we just had a really a wonderful time. We spent part of our time at the Franciscan Renewal Center in Scottsdale. And I would encourage you and everyone, if you have an opportunity to go down there, just a wonderful place to go and, and be renewed. And it's also very affordable. And if, you, if you're willing to go during the middle of the summer, the rates are great because no one wants to be there. <laughs> so it's also very affordable. And um, But both of us were just really craving and thirsty for that rest and restoration, for rest and restoration. And so I, I was just Googling retreat centers and found the Franciscan Renewal Center uh, down there in Scottsdale, Arizona. And the place, the, the center rather, is uh, it's just a, an oasis of peace. And it's nestled there in the, in the desert valley and it's surrounded by the mountains. I call it the cactus covered mountains. So very different mountains from what we have here. And the center itself is actually located in the middle of all these busy streets in, in Scottsdale, but it's a sanctuary on 20 acres uh, and it's just blissful tranquility. And they have these absolutely uh, beautiful grounds and just covered with so much of that, of that desert life and, and the, the golden barrel cactus and prickly pear and Mexican feather grass and the Mojave aster and the saguara cactus as well. And these desert palm trees, we had a couple palm trees outside our, our window there and it was just, amazing just to, to look at them each and every day and the desert marigolds and they have an incredible uh, church and, and a prayer chapel they actually call it a, a meditation room and they have the stained glass that they've uh, had custom made from germany and those i see a few of you took our, our class on the on the the universal christ and they, it depicts the the cosmic christ and, and this is universal presence of peace and, and welcome. It's just very soothing for the nerves. And also when uh, walking along the grounds, they call it the healing gardens there. And all the, the birds and, and the, the rabbits, they just seem to, to stand still and they're not really bothered. It seems, maybe it's my imagination, but they just seem very comfortable <laughs> with us and everything's at peace and the white winged dove and the cactus wren. And, and I, I don't think I'd ever seen a roadrunner until I went down there. And they are just fascinating little birds and actually pretty good sized birds. But uh, they were just, they they do, that's how I figured it must be a road runner because they were running around just doing this and that and the little groups that are just fascinating to watch. But there's just a very healing, calming presence in the center there. And everything, everyone seems at peace, including the animals. And Jennifer and I, for our days there, we spent four days, we, we'd wake up early in the morning and, and we'd go swimming. And you have to love the Franciscans. Uh, I think they're probably unique as far as being a monastic center and they, they have a, a swimming pool and a hot tub <laughs> and nobody was there. So we had the whole pool and, and the hot tub to ourselves. And we'd do that in the morning. And then we'd walk through the gardens and just gaze upon the floral and, and the wildlife and then spend time in their meditation and their, their prayer chapel. And I'm always amazed when you go to a place that is not anxious, uh, just how time seems to stand still. 
very much like the cactus. It's just, there's just that lack of movement. And the days just seem to be endless in a very good way. <clears throat> and I know it's 24 hours, but it seems more like 30 hours because we there's just more time available to be present and to observe things. And so we had space to be and just entered into that vastness of God's grace in life. <clears throat> and we'd read books in the afternoon and, and we took these naps with little concern for when we needed to wake up. So for four days, we lived a life of silence, even though we had meaningful conversations with one another every day. There was just a deep silence, a deep peace. And so do we intentionally seek silence and solitude each day? And we have to be very intentional about it because even living in the four corners, uh, there's just so much activity and so many demands on our, our time that we have to be very careful about saying, this is at the top of my list, just to be still and to seek solitude. <clears throat> and Catherine DeHuick Doherty, and she founded um, some hospitality houses uh, in Toronto and New York. And this would have been in the 30s and 40s. And um, she had some wonderful words about just being silent. And I was thinking about running these, these houses of hospitality, the demands on her life. And so she was also very careful making sure she spent that, that still time each day. But she said, deserts and silence and solitudes are not necessarily places, but states of mind in a state of heart. And we can find solitude and silence in the city, in the suburbs, or in our everyday lives. And we need silence in order to clear, a lot of you echoed these words, we need silence in order to, to clear our hearts and our minds. And in the silence, we draw closer to God and that Holy Spirit and one another as well. And I'm always amazed how the silence, which can seem very private, is a very collective activity and it leads us into community. And I also recognize that it's really much easier to be still and to know God at a place like the Franciscan Renewal Center, which is anchored in that desert solitude. But the challenge for us is can we drink the nourishing waters of silence in our everyday lives? Even if we are retired, it still takes a commitment to be still each and every day. And so how can we live a life of silence with all of the, the noise and the kinetic energy and their unrest all around us. And quite often it's within us as well. And Doherty says, by standing still. And we can stand still anywhere and just be at peace and simply be. Stand still and allow the restlessness and the anxiety just to fall away like a worn out dusty coat, she says, or stand still and look deep into our motivations in life. You know, why do we do what we do? And in that stillness, we can be gentle and honest with ourselves, knowing that God is with us and God is love. We can stand still anywhere and look closely at a flower <clears throat> or a tree 
a bird or another human being. And I remember when we went to Sacramento and, and um, I don't do well in the city to tell you the truth, <laughs> just because of all the noise and the movement, it's so busy. <clears throat> and uh, even going to see Andy, we saw her at her work. It was like a 15 minute drive on the freeway. And, and my nerves are just like that when cars are darting all over. But on Sunday afternoon, after we went to church there, Andy took us to an art gallery. And it's amazing just how peaceful everybody is with so many people, but everyone's standing still before that beauty and just looking upon that art. It's just a wonderful feeling. We stand still and we lift our hearts to our creator. We can stand still and breathe deeply wherever we are. <clears throat> and the spirit will clear all the cobwebs of fear and greed and heartedness from our soul, hard heartedness from our soul. So do we stand still <clears throat> each day and listen deeply? It's really very life-changing. It's a, a spiritual practice. And the world expects, even demands, that we go faster and faster. And how many times have we heard the expression, don't just sit there, do something. <laughs> but the psalmist says, <clears throat> be still. Be still and know God. And in that verse in Hosea 2, chapter 2, verse 14, I will lead you into solitude, and there I will speak to your heart. And when Mary sits and she's still, and she sits at Jesus' feet and she listens to him, think of all the wisdom, all the guidance she received just in being still and listening. <clears throat> and he says, she has chosen the better thing. And I always imagine or, or kind of have this experience that stillness kind of empties us of that which is unnecessary. And then that very stillness fills us with the love, the joy, and, and the peace, and the patience of God. And it saturates our soul. And Barbara Taylor says, silence is the love language of God. It's a wonderful quote. <clears throat> silence is the love language of God. And we seek solitude and silence, not to be away from people, but in order to hear the divine whisper better. And that's Richard Foster in his book, Celebration of Discipline. And so do we experience moments <clears throat> of divine solitude and silence each day? Are we very intentional in our, our practice to be still and to stand still? A mother maybe listens to the breath of her child. An old man rests on a park bench. Some of you mentioned we can gaze upon the new green from the summer monsoon and just be fascinated by that life. We sit in the sun and let it warm our body. We ponder a well-crafted word or a well-crafted phrase. We watch the light play with the shadows, where a couple dances arm in arm, and just the beauty and the stillness they experience in the dance. We sit in an easy chair, and we pray without words, and time seems to cease. 
Standing still brings silence and, and tranquility and an awareness of the divine presence, not only within us, but around us as well. And Foster says, Jesus lived in an inward heart solitude. And he began his ministry by spending 40 days, by 40 days alone in the desert. And we should ask ourselves, how do we begin our day? Because it's so important how we begin our days. And before he chose his 12 disciples, he spent the entire night alone in the desert hills. And do we seek time and silence before we make decisions and really listen? And after receiving news of John the Baptist's death, Jesus withdrew, withdrew from there in a boat to a lonely, deserted place by himself. And so how do we mourn and how do we grieve? And Jesus is always seeking solitude and silence, not to be away from people or community, but so he can listen more clearly to God and that Holy Spirit. Foster says the seeking out of solitary places and silence was a regular practice for Jesus. And so it should be for us as well, because we are nourished by the waters of silence, Doherty says, and our cup overflows with grace. And so are we intentional every day about our need to be still, to be silent, and to just listen? Because that silence of God transforms us as we hear that divine whisper guiding us and leading us. And I remember when um, Jennifer and I, we spent that time down there at the Franciscan Renewal Center. Uh, for the first three days, the place where so there was less than 10 people there, and we basically had the whole retreat center to ourselves. So a very quiet place became much more quiet and even more peaceful. And then on our very last night there, a woman's retreat arrived and they started trickling in to the center. And Jennifer and I, we went to the dining hall and there was 30 to 40 women there. And they were just chatting and laughing and eating and carrying on. And it was really loud. And we were mourning a little bit. <laughs> And all these women were just carrying on. And, and I, I remember uh, the tables were full and I, I tapped the shoulder of a lady sitting next to me on the table next to me. And I said, what kind of, of retreat are y'all on? I said, what kind of re retreat are you on? And she looked at me and she said, silent. <laughs> and we just started cracking up and laughing and, and we just laughed and laughed and laughed. Well, sometimes silence sometimes involves the absence of speech, but it always involves the act of listening. And we listen to the heartbeat of God, to the joy, and if possible, we can even hear the laughter of God if we're lucky. And we also listen to the sorrow of God. And Jennifer and I, we ate that last meal there in solitude 
with our sisters in Christ. And I remember later that evening that they met outside near the pool where they had their formal ceremony where they entered into their vow of silence for the weekend. And they were just absolutely beautiful, beautiful people who really enjoyed life in that stillness as well. And my prayer for all of us today, and I'm so good to hear, so good to hear that many of you have practices of being still, that we may continue to cultivate that stillness and the silence, that we may be still and stand still, and that we can listen for the voice of God and let that voice transform us and renew us. Amen. <laughs>